0: Frank, it finally happened.
1: Ooh, I like these (laughs) scary intros where I have to guess at it. It finally happened. Um, I'm going Nintendo. Always go Nintendo when you say that. Now, granted, I will say that Animal Crossing came out, and it is
0: true. There is finally a game that the wife will play with me. It finally happened um animal crossing's out everyone's loving it it's the best thing ever she now i've donated her my nintendo switch Lite. It's now her dedicated machine we both purchased animal crossing we were visiting each other's towns it's fantastic
1: so wait i i thought that was an old game i've heard about that or did it did it get ported i'm sorry i know it's not our topic but give me more oh no animal so animal crossing has been
0: around for since the gamecube GameCube. Right. there was 3ds versions um but no it's a new a new animal crossing now uh, that okay. is out for the nintendo switch and it's and you're on an island you're on a deserted island Just talk about social distancing
1: you're on an island by yourself they were ahead of the curve got it yes um is there is there not a goose involved
0: no geese no there are no geese. Um, there are fish that you can fish there's bugs that you can catch and there's fossils that you can dig up
1: Hmm. So I thought you were all in on the Goose Game. Tell me more. Is this su- supplanted the Goose Game? Well, I beat the Goose Game. The goose Game. Style. Goose <coughs> Game.
0: Beat good. the Goose Game.
1: Yeah. Beat the yeah. Goose Game. Uh, yeah. So we, we. I was
0: over at my friend's house, uh, Jesse, and uh, him and his wife are really big into Animal Crossing. He's like, Are you following the hype train? Like it comes out tonight, 9 p.m. <laughs> I got. I was like, No, I haven't followed anything. I don't want it. I'm like, I'm not even interested. I'm so over it. Um, and then. I was like, well, maybe maybe Heather would like it. And then we started talking about it and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to plop down one hundred dollars and buy it twice because <laughs> you got to buy oh. it twice, you
1: know? Oh, so, so this isn't like a ten dollar iPhone game. This was, is like a for reals game. This is a for reals game. Yes. For reals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's super duper good. You have to buy twice because they don't do user accounts. I don't know the switch world. Sorry.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so if you I, I could play it once. You could buy it once and play it on two switches, but you couldn't play it on both switches at the same time. You know what I mean? Righto, righto, righto. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Okay, good for them. <laughs> so uh, to make this a complete podcast about this game, just give me roughly what's the point? What's the it's like an RPG for not geese? No, social simulation. So um, mm. Animal Crossing
0: is a game where you are a person and... Um, You are plopped down in an environment, and this one happens to be an island, and your job is to um, kind of build up your life there with your friends who happen to be animals, hence animal crossing, Mm. and you um, plant stuff, and you chop down trees, and you clean, you pull weeds, and you decorate your house, and you can build stuff, and you can visit other people's islands, and the cool part about this is it's on a real world clock. So, um, so whatever time it is outside, like currently today is the time in the game, which means there's real world events that happen in the game. So you can miss stuff. Like if you don't play at a specific time, let's say it's 4th of July or something, and there's a fireworks at 10 PM, but you don't play it at 10 PM, then
1: you don't ever see Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Uh, I was Yeah, (laughs) I I almost did a hipster thing like I was into MMOs before MMOs were cool. But yeah, totally. I I like that you're a human also, that you're not an animal. I didn't want to play as a duck, so I might have to take a look. But that would require buying a $300 iPad first, I guess. (laughs) Or $200 to get the Switch Lite. Ooh, Switch Lite. They have a Lite version already. That's cool. The,
0: The difference there is that Switch Lite, only portable, full Switch, Portable and on the TV.
1: So up to you. Oh, righto, righto. They right-o. just took the plug off. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they changed that USB. But Frank,
0: it finally happened. uh I'm out. I'm out. I, I just had Nintendo, dude. <laughs> what I can't even believe it.
1: It's, it's the week that Apple turned the iPad into a computer. Ouch. Burn. Okay. Yes, it is. And darn you for phrasing it that way, James. But yes, it is. And darn you. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so this is, and I quote Apple here your next computer is not a computer.
1: Although it's kind of a computer. <gasps> can, I, can I be honest with It kind of looks, I mean, if it quacks like a duck, waddles like a duck, is it a duck? I don't know. I believe so. Yeah, that's the
0: philosophers. I think that they have finally kind of admitted a little bit that, you know, people need, uh, dare I say it, a mouse, a mouse and a keyboard, Frank.
1: Yeah. Um gosh, I you just brought up so many feelings, James. I think we're going to need about 30 minutes to walk through all these feelings. Um but I'm going to start with, yeah, yeah, all you Microsoft people get it out of your system. Do it, James. Tell us how the surface was right. Just, you know, I'll give you 1 minute. Just just tell us how Microsoft was right. Do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I will say though. I like this little prop stand, maybe a little bit more than the Surface. So, um, I, I'm very fascinated to get on this because I love the surface. I love my Surface book, but I like, I love the surface design. The only problem I've always had with the surface, and uh, of course I work for Microsoft, but is, is that, you know, it's supposed to be the tablet that can be your laptop or something like that, or the laptop that can be your computer or what, I forget what the phrase of the surface pro is. But my, my problem's always been the laptop part of it, right? Because it has the flippity-floppity um, keyboard and then the kickstand on the back, um, which is good if you have it propped correctly. But this new, what is it called? Magic
1: Keyboard. Of course, it's called a Magic Keyboard. <laughs> of course. Uh, hey, if has, you have a name that works, James, you use that name. That's true. It has uh, three hinges on it, two hinges on it. Is that it? Because like I, I looked at those pictures and I'm like, I don't know how it works. It's magic. But yeah, it has it has at least one big hinge. I saw a gig, big giant one. Yeah, it sort of makes the iPad float in the air in a
0: way. But it's true. I will say that, you know, I mean, it's kind of it looks like a surface. It, it kind of it's a surface surface esque in a way.
1: Yeah, um, I kind of dig it. Uh I never used a Mac until basically iOS came out. That's when I switched to Mac. So I'm not an old school Mac person, but I have always been Mac curious. And one of the computers that made me Mac curious was these labs in the, uh, these computers in the computer lab in college, they were the Macs that were, let me try to describe them, that hemisphere. So you got a little half sphere and then an arm and then the uh, screen coming off of the arm. And I always thought they were the cutest little things. It looked like uh, that kind of lamp from Pixar, you know, had that kind of look to it. And this kind of evokes that for me, this uh, float the iPad in the air a little bit, detach it from the keyboard. It's not nearly as elegant. It's not that single arm kind of feature. But um, I mean, you kind of set it with that kickstand. It's it's really how is it going to feel in the lap? Is you know, Is it a laptop or not? Is it a laptop or not? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that as I look at it,
0: uh, it, it's. I mean, it's beautiful, right? I mean, the the iPad Pro is already getting there a bit with the US or the iPad in general with the USB accessories that you could plug in, um, with the 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 pen, right? That you could ink on things. Um, it was just one step away, which was a mouse. And to me, why this is important, why I want to discuss it, is that a lot of people have been saying that the mac like a macbook is going towards ipad you know what i mean hmm. but because they were saying like a lot of people have been saying like oh eventually it'll just run like ipad os or whatever like that's the goal of it but what i'm seeing here is that there seems to be more of a trend in in recent times that the ipad is coming becoming more like a macbook in, in my personal opinion because the the one holdout, right? The one holdout on the, on the iPad was always <laughs> a mouse. And until there was a mouse. But now there's a mouse and there's a cursor. And granted, you can say, yeah, there's always been kind of a cursor. You can do the two-finger or whatever thingy over it. But now we're talking, and now we're talking real productivity, such as continuous or something like that, right? Like, how exciting is this in general?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the truth is, I've been using the non-Magic keyboard cover, whatever it's called, for the iPad for a while. And that kind of puts it into this laptop kind of mode. And so, I don't know, I guess from the beginning, I've always seen the iPad as, sure, it started out as a giant iPhone, you know, no no jab at Steve Jobs there, but it it definitely was a giant iPhone. Uh, But you always knew, like, it's just the form factor. The form factor's fine. It's just the software needs to become a little more sophisticated. And I honestly applaud Apple. Oh, this sounds so like uh, what's the term? Fanboy, but whatever. Mm. I applaud Apple for at least trying to get rid of the mouse. In the end, they admitted, like, okay, mice are great. (laughs) People want mice, Um, but it it forced them to like really go all in on making that touch screen as good as they possibly could to try to make apps as interactive as they could. It just turns out that mice are great devices. <laughs> and I totally get their reticence to include support for it, but you and I use the iOS simulator probably just as much as iOS devices. So you and I have been clicking all of us, everyone listening to this podcast probably have been clicking around in iOS since day one. So of course we should have this feature. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I think what's
0: what's nice about this is that uh, it's sort of, it, I think it's a better transition than going from MacBook to a more touch-friendly device, right? I think that always has sort of been some of my issues with with um, Windows devices is that the software wasn't forced to be touch-friendly. So there was everything needed to be upgraded to, where here, since, since you're on a tablet to begin with, you're the developers are forced, right? And the OS is forced to become touch first, which means that when it moves to a mouse precision, it is already sort of opted in there because it's okay that the, the touch target is a little bit bigger um, to hit a button than something small and more precise because you want to hit it with your finger. So developers hopefully just still focus on that. And then the mouse is sort of a side effect of it, like kind of let the OS handle it. Whereas if you go the other way around coming, if you're creating a Mac application, you want to make it touch friendly, then ideally you're going to have to do some work there to make sure that it's the, the touch radiuses are correct and things like that. And your drag and drop are all correct. But if it's built into the OS and framework first, like it was for iOS and iPad OS, then kind of, it just comes across more easily for the mouse. That's what my thought is at least I could be wrong.
1: No, you nailed it. Um, I think it's definitely easier to go from a touch interface to a desktop interface than it is the other way from desktop to touch. Um, Microsoft, good old Microsoft, always ahead of the curve on all this uh, came out with (laughs) windows eight, which tried to do the touch. I won't say tried because I mean, they succeeded in a lot of ways, but they put the touch interface onto a desktop. Unfortunately, Um, I think they realized like, oh, God, yeah, basically every UI has to be redesigned. So then we got the uh, schism in Windows where, you know, part of control panel, part of settings would be in this touch friendly UI. And then the other part would dump you back to classic Win32 Windows and all of that. And the nice thing is, if you're going from if you're going from the direction of iPad to desktop, you don't have that problem. It's gone. It's just, yeah, you can make your hit targets a little more precise. So I I think you really nailed it there. And I found that with my own apps too. I much prefer to start my apps on the iPad and the phone because I know if I nail the UI there, if I get a good user interface, then making it good on a desktop is just a matter of putting more, (laughs) making things a little smaller and just putting more.
0: It's very true. And I mean, I think that's where a lot of like catalyst comes in, which is like, Hey, if you make a great iPad application or iPhone application, then boom, it's going to look and perform great, which means it'll, there could be leeway here for (laughs) touch max. I'm just saying in the future, if you, you know, I'm talking a few years out here, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but if you get enough catalyst over, right there, there could be opportunity there to say, Hey, we've, you've kind of already touch optimized your apps because, they're just iPad apps which are already touch optimized but i want to make one correction here because apple is making this very clear it is <laughs> not a mouse um oh, it is it is, it is it is a it is a trackpad that oh. has a cursor so
1: oh it's not a, a mouse. trackpad and cursor okay trackpad it, and cursor yeah. no tail no cute little nose no beady little eyes nothing like that no and there's and the cursor is a is a is a dot well, on the screen it's interesting, isn't it, James? I've, so, okay, full disclosure here. I haven't gotten to use one of these fancy new super Ima- super iPads. What am I saying? Um, uh, so I haven't. And this all came out with uh, uh, version 13.4. Is that when all this came out? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cute what they did, I think. So, yes, it's a circle. It's not even a cursor. They wouldn't give us an arrow because, yeah, of course. No, of course. But when you hover over input fields like text boxes or whatever, it kind of vanishes and then starts to do, oh, my God, the Google little glowy effect. You know what I mean? The like Mm -hmm. shifting the gradient around effect. What is that called on Android? Mm -mm. (laughs) whatever it's that glowy effect where yeah the buttons aren't just a static image they they're whatever their gradient moves around so they do that as a signal of where the cursor is in the input devices uh input views now the nice thing as programmers we can uh tell the operating system how we want to handle cursors and they've done some neat tricks here have you looked into uh the snapping stuff I've not looked at any of the APIs. That's where I was hoping that you would fill me in because I saw some
0: tweets that you had retweeted about a developer going and getting some new, like there's pointer APIs, I believe. A UI pointer, yeah. is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of neat. There is a class called Path that's been in iOS for pretty much forever. And that's kind of the easiest way to draw a complex shape. On the screen, you create one of these UI base path things. And they just, you know, Apple, they love making reusing their APIs, which is great, honestly. And you can supply different cursors by just giving it different UI base paths. So it's pretty easy. You, I don't know what the deal is for like loading from SVG or anything, but you can definitely take a library like NGraphics and load an SVG and spit out a UI Bayesian path. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's nice. I think that it will also maybe, they haven't talked about it on the website at all, but I'm, I'm fascinated how it will impact accessibility in applications too. If you have more control over the cursor, imagine right now when you, you have Talkback, like these are big devices with a lot of elements and talkback has to do a lot, but your ability to sort of hover around and have talk back in real time over the elements. And if you give yeah. access over the cursor, I think that could be really cool.
1: Yeah. Actually, you just reminded me that a lot of these features existed in part throughout the accessibility settings in iOS. We've mm. been slowly, over time, getting more and more kind of mousy features. And I think the last time they pushed this, it was to support... um I think it's those kind of like pointers that you can attach to your head if you can't use your arms. Um, and mm. so I think the operating system was able to interface with those. Maybe it was a camera, but something along those lines, an alternative uh, input mechanism. So they had support in the accessibility features for these kinds of cursors. So technically, as developers, we should have been supporting this a little while ago, but it didn't have all the flair of the new cursor system, um, the different cursors and the snapping, James, the snapping, the snapping. So cute. <laughs> I think it's terrible in one regard. Um, one thing I think it does is it'll move the cursor for you. If you like present a modal dialogue and you have focus on a text box, I think it moves the cursor there on you. It has like these little features that are trying to be convenient, but I'm not sure I like them because that's not how desktops work. But As in classic Apple fashion, there's an accessibility option to turn that off. (laughs) So Uh, you can actually make it act more like um, a desktop. Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: But yeah, you nailed accessibility. And then the the snapping stuff is interesting, too. So as app developers, we can say when the cursor enters our view or... Yeah, I'm not sure which level they did it, but I think definitely at the view level, you can say, um, I want the cursor to favor horizontal motion instead of vertical motion. And it's kind of how we had scroll locking in any kind of UI scroll view. You could say, well, if they start scrolling vertically, chances are they want to continue scrolling vertically and not, you know, switch off to horizontal scrolling too. So there's these kind of like little tricky detail stuff that, uh, if you're writing a custom input control, you probably want to pay attention to. Oh, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, I like that they thought about sort of that type of input for developers to to incorporate into their application.
1: Yeah, it's very much mouse pointers meets 2020. <laughs> like how would you implement a mouse API today? Ah. <laughs> mm. oh, okay. Well, I have some other things I
0: want to talk to you, but let's first take a quick break and thank our sponsors, independent developers. Frank, this is a special on a whim
1: I love sort this. of sponsor.
0: So I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of independent developers. And as we all know, it's hard times for a lot of people today, not just independent developers or people. It's everybody around the world, hard times. Um, if you're in the situation where maybe you can support your local, you know, or remote, if you would say independent developer or independent artist or independent anybody or anybody really, let's just be honest. Um, let's support everyone. <laughs> let's support everyone. So maybe you've been thinking, Oh, I'll buy this game, or maybe I'll do that in-app purchase, or maybe I'll do that subscription, or maybe I'll do that Patreon. This is the time to make those donations count. Make those in-app purchases, do those things. Um, if you're if you're if you have the ability, if you don't, that's okay too. But when you think about it, you know, there's times where we're like, do we need this application? And we're thinking a little bit more, but also remember there's some people behind the scenes that have been working, and and that's our life too. So I just want to have this special one because there's a lot of near and dear friends to my heart and a lot of uh, individuals I interact with every single day. And probably you are, too. Just remember, if you're thinking about buying those in-app purchases, buying an application, that was a great time. Help support people through this hard time. Um, That's it. That's my little sponsor break that I wanted to do.
1: That was super kind. I love it. And I totally didn't solicit that because <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, as an independent developer, I've noticed app sales are down a little bit. Well, it's a recession. No one's in a good mood right now. but Not complaining, but yeah, recessions stink. Help everyone that you can.
0: And talking about a recession, let's talk about the price of this device, because uh, while I'm very excited,
1: my God, (laughs) that was the best transition. I hope I hope people were recording that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, while I'm very excited for this device, Frank. um, Oh, my God. Did you see the price of the keyboard? (laughs) Let's start with the price of the keyboard, because one, everyone's probably going to buy the 13 inch. Um, But regardless, the keyboard is 300 to 350 dollars the keyboard with trackpad
1: it's a lot of money (laughs) i thought apple has (laughs) i thought that
0: the surface um one which is a hundred
1: dollars is expensive by the way um this is very expensive So both Microsoft and and Apple play the game of here's the tablet, but you really want this pen and keyboard, wink, wink. And you're like, well, just send me the whole thing in a box. Gosh, darn it. But um, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Three to four hundred. I guess I don't even know where to begin with this. It's a lot, period. Plain and simple. Uh, There's no getting around that. Their keyboards have always been expensive. I know like I use the full size keyboard on my iMac and I think that thing's like one hundred and fifty dollars. And I believe I paid a good good amount over $100 for the non-magic keyboard I have for my iPad. Uh, whew, but doubling the price, that's a tough one to swallow, honestly.
0: It's a tough one to swallow because it also makes it more expensive than the brand new iPad Air that came out, which starts at $1,000 with a track pack. <laughs> track pack. Like the base price of this device is the base price of a new MacBook. You know, I mean, granted,
1: it's not a touchscreen, but. You're killing me. (laughs) I didn't. I actually kind of missed that news. So this is all news to me, James. So tell me more about this MacBook Air, please.
0: New MacBook Air with the new butterfly keyboards or the non butterfly Uh keyboards, whichever ones are the good ones. I don't know. The
1: good keyboard. Yeah. Or we hope. I mean, time will tell. But okay. So there's a new air out and the specs. Yeah, this is interesting because it's getting into that old ARM versus Intel thing. So if you can get your job done on an iPad, I think it's definitely a superior device just for its portability, its ease of use, the fact that it pretty much works. You know, you don't have to think about it versus a classic Intel <laughs> MacBook <laughs> running Unix. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
0: You know what the winner is here, Apple? I want you to listen to me. Apple? Tim? <laughs> Tim? I'm sure he listens. I want you to listen to this, really. Here's what everybody would like. Now, you can charge us for this. This can be a $100 a year subscription. We'll pay for this. Here's what we would like for you to do. iPad Pro. Will give us an option to boot camp into macOS. Okay? Here's why. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we already know okay we're, we're just already flipping kn- the world upside down okay <laughs> flip the table over new game people new game <laughs> we
0: already know that they're at some point gonna make mac os run on arm i mean that's
1: they're just gonna do it
0: right <laughs> i mean we, microsoft did it microsoft's James, running windows James. on arm devices
1: it's you happen. know they have it running it's just a marketing and a position thing right so come on <laughs> so here's what you do get this is a subscri- I'm i'm saying charge
0: me a hundred dollars a year to use Mac OS on my iPad (laughs) because sometimes wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just love that. You want to pay for Mac again, but continue. (laughs) Uh, This is a genius idea. Charge me a hundred dollars because here's the great part is that I want an iPad most of the time, right? I want even to use and write documents and all that stuff. Sometimes I want to write some code. Sometimes I want to stream. Sometimes I want to do a thing. And I need a Mac OS, right? Every single piece of hardware or software will not ever be on iPad OS or vice versa, right? There's never going to be a one-to-one. So now that the iPad, this beautiful piece of hardware, has a trackpad and a cursor, you know what other operating system can handle (laughs) a trackpad and a
1: cursor? Mac OS. Which one? MacBook. oh i thought we were gonna go amiga i wanted amiga. to play the old amiga games
0: <laughs> but you know what i'm saying how cool would that be yes
1: yes yes of course of course uh a game changer i mean so much so that it would probably involve lawyers between companies lawsuits the federal government would probably get involved that kind of game changer james but yes let's do it i, oh. I i'm willing to go to court <laughs> here we go ready oh okay. now here tim 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 are you listening
0: tim <laughs> Tim and Satya, here's what I'm saying. Get together. Now, once you get Mac OS running in bootcamp, why don't you just add another option, Windows 10, which already yeah. runs on ARM. Yeah. Here's a beautiful world. Imagine a world, Frank. Imagine a world where you just buy a piece of hardware and you can just run iPad OS, Mac OS, or Windows.
1: Amazing. No, James. It is critical that the operating system and the hardware ship together. There's absolutely oh. no way to separate the two. There is no historical precedent for doing such a thing. <laughs> it would be impossible. So no, not happening. Okay. Ah. All right. Ah. Anyways. That but was you my- do have me Okay, I wait, did. wait. I just want to. It was a wonderful fantasy, and I just want to plus one your fantasy a tiny bit. Okay. Uh, what if it was actually just a piece of hardware? And we're all developers. We know how these operating systems work. Why can't I just flip between multiple operating systems? Like, hey, little iOS now, little bit of Unix right now. Like, just make it virtual machines, flip, flip, flip. Like, I want develop a developer device like that that's just 20 different virtual machines, and I can flip through which one I want to be executing right now. Okay,
0: fantasy I'm- time. <laughs> And do you know why I um, I said that I would pay $100 a year for that?
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. You have more money than you
0: know what to do with? No, because I already pay <laughs> Apple $100 a year for what?
1: Developer accounts. Oh, there it is. Yeah, But I'm bump. OK, we got to it in the end. He's still mad about that $100. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm I, just I, I,
0: I did get an email today from Apple that said my Mac OS cert was about to expire. So I was like, oops, right. I got to go renew that. So
1: Yeah, oh, that's like my nightmares is those certs. It's <laughs> like, terrible. Please auto renew. Please auto renew. I'm excited. I'm excited for this device. Um, I actually skipped the last iPad generation. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to get one of these new iPads. But man, it's a lot of sticker shock because the I, I decided also the base model is actually pretty well equipped now because it is an iPad Pro. The base model has something like 128 gigabytes of memory bytes, something like that. A lot of them, a lot a of lot gigabytes, of a lot of gigabytes. Yeah, uh, so you can get the base model pretty comfortably. I don't, you know, just delete the movie if you run out of space. I hope you don't have <laughs> 128 gigabytes of photos. Maybe you do. Maybe you have a more interesting life than I do. Whatever, mm. <laughs> use the cloud for that. Anyway, seven hundred hours, <laughs> and then yeah, that keyboard. And guess what? My pencil thing is last gen, so I would have to buy a new pencil. Also, hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. I think more, but yeah. Ooh. Of course, yeah. It's the, the new one. It's better. It's better. <laughs> it's the new hundred dollars. Hundred and fifty is the new hundred dollars. <laughs>
0: You know, it does have me thinking why I want to talk about in this podcast is I think that as a developer, when I look at like your application, or I look at some different productivity applications, I could really see some more unique applications coming out that are focused on the touch or sort of that where that precision was really needed. Like I imagine it in a photo editing app or in an IDE or even just in websites that are now optimized to work a little bit better with mouse and keyboard. Like I think it will be a nicer Environment. Grant the, the cool part is just like the Surface, you can just detach it, right? and that's what I did on my. I have my Surface Go, and I just rip you know rip it apart, and then uh, and then I'm watching Netflix again. But um, I think it's really really nice. I mean, I love I love here, and here's my hope: as I love that Apple is kind of going this route because I think it will push PC um, development further, right? And they push each other forward. Um, because it has me excited because I do like my surface a lot and I'm obviously really excited about the Neo and duo upcoming and to kind of see, Hey, we're kind of at this point where developers, you know, we're, we're, we are kind of building an app in quotes, but now we should maybe start to think a little bit more about beyond touch or beyond mouse. Just like, how does it work cohesively in test for those spaces? So it's a little bit more to think about, but I think it makes a really nice user experience at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I think just for me personally, this is a plus for basically all my apps. All my apps are going to benefit from this. Maybe MoCast, not so much. (laughs) But, you know, um, a a precision input device is always going to be welcome. Now, James, I didn't read the whole announcement or watch any videos or anything. So could you help me on one thing? You mentioned this is all because the new Magic Keyboard, the expensive new Magic Keyboard, includes a trackpad, as you said earlier. And we have a cursor. Are they actually including USB or Bluetooth mouse support also? That's a great
0: question. And as you were saying that, I literally, um, <laughs> I was <laughs> were, were literally you Googling that. for me. <laughs> I was, I was Googling it for you. Now, according to CNN, their article says you don't have to wait for Apple's magic keyboard to get mouse support on iPad OS. They're also an, announced blah, blah, blah. They'll release blah, 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 blah. Hold on, now I got to mouse. I like how Major they said mouse. add. It says identify
1: the crosswalks.
0: <laughs> Apple added support for mouse or trackpad, but it was somewhat hidden in the accessibility. But when Apple drops 13.4 on March 24th, a day after this podcast comes out, it will include a completely revamped mouse and trackpad support. We don't know how it will work yet. The main takeaway is a new mouse pointer. I don't call it a mouse pointer; just a pointer cursor. Sorry, cursor. adapts to whatever you're hovering <laughs> over. So uh, uh,
1: maybe. Maybe. This is great. We are on like the bleeding edge news here. I love this. So when this is out, we'll know the day after. (laughs) Yeah. I'd imagine that you should be able to plug in a a, a mouse, right? And boom. I think that'll be pretty great. And I can't wait because I'll add support for that in all my apps immediately. Because it's just kind of a no-brainer.
0: They're going to have to because there's already millions of people that have the iPad pro with the normal keyboard attachment and they, they could just have that set up at their desk and then boom, you have a mouse. How many Bluetooth mouse do I have sitting around me right now? Eight is the answer. Eight. <laughs> eight. <have> eight eight <laughs> of them because I'm already, I'm always unpairing and repairing to all my different service devices. I'm like, Oh, I right. need for this one. I need for this one. So, um,
1: That's funny. Do they make any mice with like, you know, an AB switch on the bottom, like ABC? So, like, you can set which computer it goes
0: to. So, they do. My Logitech mouse actually has a 123 on the bottom. Nice.
1: Yeah. I love
0: that. Yeah. (laughs) That one's cool. That one's cool. It works on the Logitech adapter or Bluetooth. And you can set up the software where if you have two monitors and you have one's like a one machine and one's the other machine, it can detect the edge of the screen and then swap
1: over to the other one oh, to move you over automatically. Fancy. That sounds like some scary operating system level software, but sure, if you trust them. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't. So I don't do that. No. Okay. That, so I, I I did it for a while when I do my streams, but um, I found it just better to have, I have a, one keyboard where I have a, a USB toggle. So I toggle the USB to flop it back and forth. And then I literally have two mice side by side. They're both Logitech. One's the new one and one's the old one. One's for one computer. One's for the other. So based on where I'm at, I just move my hand a little bit to
1: the right or a little bit to the left.
0: And now I have two mice there.
1: So, boom. Wow. So fancy. So fancy. I try it. Uh- this is fun. That was a fun one. Uh, new iPads. It's too bad because of the virus we didn't get the full out event and everything. And I think the news was a little bit subdued. It's hard to compete with the virus. But um, either way, it's good hardware. And as you said, not exactly recession priced. <laughs> no. Ooh, I giggle, but it's tough. Um, but still very nice hardware. And it's good to see um, well. I, I was going to say something like Apple admit that mice are good, but I don't want to phrase it like that. And honestly, I don't mean it like that. I just It's a new feature on a great device, so great. It was time.
0: It was just time that they added it. And surprisingly, adding it in a point release and not making it a big 14.0 feature, which here's my, when they do this, they, they've done this with all the versions in the past. This means, this is a signal. My main takeaway is, this is the signal to developers now to get ready because a bunch of stuff is coming in 14 to enable more support this is like the the sprinkler right like it you're Mm -hmm. it's just it's just the drip and they're about to turn yeah to 11.
1: right so that's i was actually having that debate i'm like are they just pre-announcing something for wwdc but no it's definitely tied to the hardware and i've got a feeling you're absolutely right yeah we might see more from the cursor api
0: Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Go to MergeConflict.fm, and you can leave comments in the thread down there, um, or tweet at us at MergeConflictFM or at James Montemagno at Proclarum. Do all the things. Also, um, I decided that um, we, you know, we release a special about five to ten minute episode to our Patreon subscribers every week. So it was literally when we're recording it, boom, we upload it to Patreon immediately. In these times, I've decided to go through some of our backlog. And um, after like a few weeks of being exclusive on Patreon, I'm going to unlock it. So if you want to go to the Patreon page, it's on our website. You can tap on it. Um, you'll start to see some older exclusives, if you will, uh, on there that you can just listen to. So if you want more James and Frank in your eardrums because you're at home and you're like, man, it would be great to get some more Frank. I need more than once. No one's ever said they need us more than once a week. But if you want more then boom. <laughs> you can you can get it so um,
1: and you know there's some silly stuff on there i'm a little bit nervous about this decision of yours if i'm thoroughly honest so i can't wait to go back and listen to a few because i know for a fact we were pretty silly on some of those so we are woo. very
0: very very silly
1: so well, we'll we'll see we'll slowly unlock it but it's whatever no, no one's gonna. listen. No one even. No one
0: listens to the podcast, Frank. Let's be. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we're just talking into the ether. It's for posterity and <laughs> make ourselves feel better. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, I'm actually going back. I'm going to start back in um this 2018, two years ago. I'm going to make it public. Here we go. Ready? Save. Boom. Wow. And the kraken is loose. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. Out oh, there okay
1: i know some of those i just laughed the whole way
0: through (laughs) that's true that's true all right well thanks frank um i guess i will i guess i'll be seeing you next week yeah uh yeah sounds like it we're gonna meet by the tree down the road yes that sounds great (laughs) all right (laughs) have (laughs) have fun all right i'll talk to you later that's been another merge conflict until next week i'm james montemagno
1: and i'm frank krueger thanks for listening Peace.